Welcome back. Welcome back, Becca Case and Thrash. <laughs> Thanks for having me, bro, Neil. Thank you, sis, Becca. I'm <laughs> thrilled to bits that you're here. Me too. This is fun. I love how you sit on break. This is just like we're at, just at lunch. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, that's the way this is supposed to be. It's a, it's a fun conversation amongst people that are fun and funny, and God are you ever. <laughs> but, you know, one thing I would love for you to, if you will, share with people, because some of our listeners are friends of yours and have been to your home and been around you all over the world. And others of our listeners see you in pictures <coughs> and have never heard your voice. You know, lucky them. <laughs> <laughs> no, unlucky them. So, you know, I would love it if you if you wouldn't mind just taking us back a bit and telling our listeners and our friends about Becca Kaysen. Ah, well, I was born and raised in Harlingen, Texas, and I was not a cheerleader. I was captain of the debate team and president of the student council, so I had sort of a different focus when I was young, and I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be in fashion. I wanted to be a fashion designer, and much like my singing, I had absolutely no talent in that arena, but I had a great talent of styling and writing. Sure. And so I went to work. Uh, well, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't go to college. I went to the Fashion Institute of, of America that had a division in London, and there began my. I was studying fashion design. wasn't going to happen. And I met the the director of French Vogue, Robert Cayet. He said after one he evening, fell in love he with fell you. In, I kind of had a crush on him too. He's like Maurice Chevalier. I'm showing my age. So they were doing a Vogue in Espanol, and I speak Spanish. And so they were going to do the headquarters in Buenos Aires. And then it was too far to get around to all the shows and sure. everything. And so they ultimately moved the office to Mexico City. And so I sort of literally went from like Harlingen High School into the working world. I worked at Sackowitz for a while to, to, to kind of get my, to, to, to really get to know retail and understand sure. that. And then I took this job with Vogue and Española and I lived in Mexico City and, and did that. And while I was doing that, I was constantly being pitched. Uh, by public relations companies sure. they come in my office and pitch a story for Dior or, or pitch a story for Saint Laurent or whoever they were representing right. and I used to think I could do their jobs so much better they were boring <laughs> they didn't have any enthusiasm and I would you know you know they'd leave my office and I'd be left kind of flat right so I came back to Houston I yeah me voy a renuncio one day because I mean <laughs> they, sense of timing I mean I'm a very punctual person I'd call a meeting at nine o'clock they wouldn't get there till 11 30 and like, no le hace que tenemos mucho tiempo. And I'm like, no, it does matter. And we don't have time. And we actually missed the whole July issue once. We went from June to August because we didn't get anything <laughs> done in time. on time. It was the third world. What can I tell you? But I go back to Houston. I meet Holly Moore. And she's at Ultra Magazine. That's now, right. I've been with Vogue. She's been with Ultra. Both of us decided to get together she was more the writer behind the scenes and I was more the front man mm -hmm. and we were really a good team because we were polar opposites and still are <laughs> and so we created this company called Kaysen and more public relations and we had all of the fashion accounts all the luxury accounts you did and then the Houston Post folded one day and we went what are we going to do we, we've lost you know a, a whole newspaper that's where we're giving all of our clients um you know, editorial. And long story short, we both came from the fashion 
business and we were having coffee in La Madeleine one day and down on the floor was the W magazine kind of all you know back then it right. wasn't bound it was a broad and it's sheet. like why why reinvent the wheel let's just do this but for Houston that was brilliant and we began and do you know the first six issues every page was paid for it was presented like editorial but we sold it so Unreal. If, if there was a dress on the cover it was paid by Tootsie's if the model was paid by Neil Hamill agency <laughs> uh, the, the 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 menswear was played by Paid by M. Penner or whatever, so it all looked like editorial, but it was uh, it was all paid for. That's so brilliant! And then finally, we that we really created something really really serious. And and then I married my 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 precious husband John, twenty one years ago. And I said to Holly, "You're doing such a better job than I ever will." And so it's already up and running. And so I sold most of my I sold you know my half to her with little terms and stuff like that and she's taken it and turned it into something i'm so proud of it's a world-class publication it is. It and really we started is. it just the two of us at, La, our, Madeleine. at La Madeleine. we sure did that is an awesome story and paper city is just it's it's the bible it's the bible and nothing in this town happens in that area, in that arena, it doesn't happen without Holly's stamp of approval. So she I'm knows so, everything first. Oh no, no, she's anytime just, I have a she's question, amazing. Like I would tell you to get her in here, but that she, if she, she would if she receives an award, if I receive an award, kick back, take your shoes off. My my speech is going to be an hour and a half. If Holly receives a, an award after this long thing, she goes up and she goes. Thank you, and she leaves. I know, it's so <laughs> and true. it's all she can do to get out. Thank you. So she's not coming on this show, but she should. She should, but I know she won't. No, she, of course not. I love sitting across from her at dinner the other uh, night. Yes, that was really really fun. You know, I love Holly. So, but she, what you guys created and did, and you built a powerhouse PR firm like we did, like nothing this town had ever True. seen before it, it, it was it was something and everybody that was anybody doing anything man that was in new york london wherever it was like call Kaysen and more that's all i have to say that's where you have to be because not only did we have the pay, the uh, public relations division neil right. we had the special events division Which so killed. we would get hired by all of these nonprofits to 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 produce their parties and we got we got paid for it and that's the division that was that was my baby i that loved was. it and so when i i retired or tried to retire <laughs> you can only go to lunch so many times i mean i i'm from the working class i didn't know another way to be so i started I was invited to go on all these boards, and as a board member, rather than just writing out a check, anybody right. can write out a check, I said, well, I can't give you that half million dollars, but I can raise it for you. And I began 20 years ago, and also I have a home that enables me to seat 250, 300 people for dinner, and I have a husband who just <laughs> says, he just he's so supportive. He is. I don't think all that was his cup of tea in the beginning, and he's kind of mm -hmm. cultivated his anonymity. But now he is equal to the tasks, no matter what it is. It's so, so I'm true. Very lucky. You two are, are unmatched. I mean, he Thanks. is the kindest, sweetest, most gentle, loving. You know. He's he, a renaissance man. He is. And he's he a just, doctor. He's an architect. He plays the piano and he runs an energy company. And he's still married to me after 20 years, <laughs> which shows that he's battle tested. I, right. I was going to say, we might should change the order and put the marriage at the top because of his greatest achievement yes. or his most battle tested. Right. I will never forget. Well, there are so many memories of the two of you together. I, I could write a book, but one of the most precious ones is. 
I forget where we were, but it, we were at lunch or something. Just you, me, John, and maybe Greg Fortique. I don't remember. There was someone else there. Probably Greg. And we were talking, and he was listening as he does. So as patiently. he does. Oh, my God. Looks the man right is in the an eye. angel. He is. And so you were kind of starting to spin off on something. And you made a comment. And he just looked at me, and he said, she is so evolved. Aww. And I was, he didn't mean, he meant it as a, the opposite. He oh. was being sarcastic. Well, he does think said, I'm evolved. Yes, little... well, and so I thought it was really funny, <laughs> and so did funny. he. And I mean, I. I he, so it was a double entendre. It was. Neil. And the way he looks at you, exactly. <laughs> the way he looks at you, I mean, just worships you. Everybody should She's have She's so that. evolved, but not at that moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, um, I'm from the South. There are times when politically incorrect things come to mind. And if I've had enough Krug champagne, it often floats out of my mouth. I wish I could catch the words and push nope, them back don't in. Don't ever do that. Okay. Don't ever edit yourself or have any kind of filter because you are so authentic and so genuine. And what you see is what you get. It's one of the things everyone loves about oh, you. Unless they don't. Unless they don't. <laughs> and, you know, like, and I don't know anyone who doesn't. Carl Lagerfeld, this is one of my favorite this ne- is a Neil and funny, Becca stories. This is we a have to funny share this. story. Don't you think? It's oh, you have sharing. to. It's, 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 you can't make this stuff up. It's so hilarious. So I'm having dinner one night in New York with Yasmin Laban, Simon Laban's wife, Duran Duran, who was my client for many years. Love her. So we're having dinner at the Mercer Hotel, and in walks Carl Lagerfeld, and he just walks right up to our table, and he sits down. And we start talking and he looks at me. I'm going to interrupt you to yeah. say one thing. Neil and I go back, as I said, 35, probably, to be honest, almost 40 years. And we've always been close. So we've affectionately always called each other. He's like, he's my brother, and I'm his sister. Right. And I think it's important that you that you that, stipulate yeah. that before you tell your story. You're right. Okay, You're go ahead. absolutely right. So we start talking, and he says, Neil, I forget, remind me, where are you from again? And I said, perfect German accent. Thank you. I said, Houston. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now, yes, Houston. Um, and I said, Becca Case and Thrash. No, he asked you if you knew me. Right. He said, do you know Becca Case and Thrash? And I said, do I know her? She's my <laughs> sister. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking of her. And you know what? You are absolutely right. How did I never figure this out before? <laughs> Yasmin Laban is like. I'm just going to sit in silence because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with this, right? She knew I had a sister, but she didn't. So then when he left, she says, Becca is your sister? <laughs> I thought your sister's name was Karen or something like that. I'm like, thanks for just rolling with it. Fast forward to. When I the, met him. Well, then yeah. I did a whole, huge commercial on Becca. Huge. And I was pounding on and banging on about you know who you are and how great and how fabulous and blah 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 and he says and she comes to the haute couture at but you know I have never met her and I said what I said well you better fix that now now you meet him so I meet him he comes over to me and he said you're Becca case and trash yeah and I said yes he said your brother Neil is your best PR (laughs) (laughs) Is that not brilliant? It's hilarious. It is. And then so we, I forget if you told your husband or if I did, and he kind of stood back for a second and he starts studying my face and your face and he goes, you know what? I see it. You guys look 
We absolutely do, we like do kind of look alike. Yeah, we do. It's, <laughs> I never thought about it. Works for me. Fine with me too. And he said it first, you know. And so anyway, that's one of my favorite favorite stories. And and there are way too many more to to tell. But there are. I, I love it that you shared that bit about you know who you are because everybody comes from somewhere. Yeah. And you know, Libby and I are both from Baytown, and we talk about it all the time. Uh, oh my God, show. I've got to tell you something. When your dear, precious, fabulous mother passed away, yes. a group of us get in the car. I'm from Harlingen, Texas, right? <laughs> and we get in the car and we're driving. There's five or six of us in the car and we're driving to Baytown to go to her service. Right. And we get on the main main street of Baytown and I look out the window and I went, oh my God, Baytown makes Harlingen look like the Champs-Élysées. Right. <laughs> and it was kind of the, it was just kind of the comic relief we needed yes. because we were all suffering because thank of you. you. Oh, thank you. You know, that's a whole show. Mother's funeral was hysterical. Oh my God, that is a whole show. Th- that the really is. The things that happened well, were, you could not, you couldn't. Yeah. You can't conjure it. You can't no. make it happen. Mm-mm. And I know, I know, she was laughing her behind off. So I know she loved it. Um, so let's talk about some of the your favorite parties you've been to, and then mm. we'll go to break. And when we come back, you can share one of the biggest gifts you could give people, and that is how do you really and truly create the perfect guest list for a seated dinner party okay all right do i talk now or later sure okay well (laughs) there have been so many fabulous parties i've been to in my life i'm so privileged but off the top of my head i have to say that the first time i went to buckingham palace and had dinner prince charles did this unbelievable dinner it was all the queen's silver the queen wasn't there she was in balmoral we were we were i think we were a little too outrageous for her but it was just this well, magical it was just this magical night you sure. know it was a pinch me moment but i have a great friend in la his name is ben bourgeois and he had his 40th birthday party in Morocco. Fine. And it was right after my birthday party, which you were at yes. 15 years ago. We don't need to say which one, in <laughs> Paris. And that was kind of a crazy that three days. Amazing. And that was one of my favorite parties that I've ever given. And that was three days in Paris, 80 Texans. Um, but then from there, with the worst hangover of my life, we get on the plane. We fly to Marrakesh, but we missed our plane to Marrakesh. So instead, we fly to Casablanca, rent a car. The guy doesn't speak. Finally, we came to Italian. I'm going to play this out. I'm going through every language, you know, and finally <laughs> he spoke Italian. We make our way. But it was three nights in the desert with tents and camels and bathrooms and rugs that he built in the sand, in mm. the desert. That was truly so extraordinary. Wow. And I also think that... The birthday party, Gila and John Taylor, she's Juicy Couture, or was, she sold it. He's Duran Duran. They have an extraordinary English manor home Mm -hmm. outside of London, a couple of hours outside of London. And they gave the most unbelievable party for Hamish Bowles. 50th and he's you know Anna Winter's right him. hand he's such a Vogue great guy magazine he is yes. such a great guy but that and Hamish himself although he was you know he mm-hmm. oversaw all the details with Gila even though it was for him he right. really had a big role in it and so there's just been so so many but I see on the clock it says zero 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 so I better shut up oh that's okay, but oh, okay. before we go to break I will tell you okay. how much fun I had with Hamish balls one night at your house in Houston oh yes and you presented him with custom-made cowboy Yes, boots. because his favorite color is lilac. We call That's him true. the lilac queen. And so <laughs> I went to Jimmy Maldonado, this boot maker, and we picked out lilac, 
leather and this sort of platinum iguana for the inserts, the trim, and presented him. Those are his favorite. And he wore them straight into Condé Nast the following Monday morning. And Anna Wintour was like, darling, what is that on your feet? <laughs> and he said, oh, did you forget I went to Becca and John's? And she was like, I had a dinner for her once, too. Oh, I know. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. So stick around, guys. There's so much more to listen and learn from the one and only, the legend, the icon, the philanthropist, no one the can hostess extraordinaire, <laughs> Becca Case and Thrash. So come right back. <laughs> <laughs>